You are listening to The Savvy Social Podcast, a show that dives deep into the concepts behind building a profitable community online. And while this show focuses on social media, our conversations often go beyond what's on the surface of online marketing and dips into a little bit of business building strategies. Hello, my name is Andrea Jones, and I'm the host of this podcast. This is our one-year anniversary show, so I'm also recording a version of this for YouTube. So whether you're listening on the podcast or on YouTube, welcome. Our episodes are sponsored by Social Report, which is the world's most complete social media management tool and my tool of choice when it comes to editing, scheduling, uh, reporting, all things social media. Now, this episode, as I said, is our special anniversary episode, and I'm going to talk about seven ways that I simplified my business this year. But before I dive into that, got to have a total honesty moment. I've dropped the ball on a few things. Life isn't perfect. We try our best, and the past year has been a bit of growing in that avenue for me. So my tendency is to make things complicated. My husband will attest to this. Um, For example, if he invites someone over for dinner, I want to make a completely cooked meal from scratch with appetizers and desserts and like I make it a whole thing and it's entirely too complicated for no good reason. So that's my tendency that I have to really fight against. And I actually used to think that I was like a bit of a free spirit and I would just go wherever the wind took me. And lately I've been realizing like, no, I actually perform a lot better when I kind of set my own restrictions and uh, not give myself as much wiggle room. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about exactly how I've done that. And the first way that I've really simplified my business this year is reduced my client load. So in 2017, at the end of that year, I had 40 clients and it was a lot. My job was no longer social media. It was managing clients and team. And so I um, actually hired a coach. I'll talk about her later. Um, And one of the things she helped me with was figuring out that having that many clients is not exactly uh, what makes me happy. So in order to reduce my client load, I had to raise my prices, which was super scary. Uh, My prices are almost double now. So I have fewer clients. And by raising my prices, it actually uh, attracted higher caliber clients. So now I get to work with clients like the Life Coach School or Sidekick Tool or Silken or Velvet Code, who's an amazing DJ out of Toronto. And it just feels so good to be able to go deeper with these clients rather than being spread thin through, you know, 40 plus clients. It really just opened up space for me to really kind of pay attention to those clients even more. Um, Their higher uh, caliber clients, like I said, and we just have a lot of fun together. Also opened up space for me to work on other projects. So in this past year, I was able to launch the Savvy Social School, for instance, in the iteration that it is now, which is a membership site. And it also has opened up opportunities for me to work with clients like Social Reports. I've got a great collaboration with Social Report and, you know, producing this podcast. And it I would have never been able to have the bandwidth, the time, the energy, the intention to do those things had I not reduced my client load this year. So that was the first way that I really simplified things so that I wasn't 
so focused on that many clients. Okay, the second thing has to kind of connect to the first thing, which is because I reduce my client load, I also reduce the size of my team. Now, in full transparency, uh, I did have two quite quite bigger clients kind of um, end our arrangement in July of 2018, uh, unexpectedly, and it was not fun. <laughs> that was definitely not a fun um, time, and that's really when I started kind of taking a magnifying glass to things. So some of this happened naturally, and some of this happened because I had to make these decisions. So I had, like I said, three full-time team members, and then I I had to reduce that. So now I have one full-time team member. I do have two, actually I have three uh, contractors who just do kind of admin work. I have one writer, one graphic designer. So they just do kind of like piecework whenever I need it. So I actually have more team now than I did before, but they're each doing way less and their work is very task oriented. So previous to this, I had three full-time people who were just almost like salary. They were full-time. I was paying them no matter what workload we had. It was easy on me because I didn't have to count hours, which I absolutely hate. But it also meant that when times were tough, I was paying my team quite a lot, even though we didn't have as much business. So I reorganize things. My full-time person still has um, the, the bulk of uh, the day-to-day client work. And then I've got um, the part-time team members helping as needed. And so this actually allows me to have less overhead, aka less stress. <laughs> so I'm able to keep things very simple because of this. Um, my bookkeeping does look, look, look a little bit more complicated but I'm okay with that. It took oh, quite a bit, an adjustment for me to get comfortable in this space. And I'm settling in here and I'm happy here. Okay, so first one was reduce the client load. Second one was reduce the size of my team. The third one kind of again relates to the second one here, which is I started outsourcing my writing. And I actually came back to this idea. So I actually outsourced my writing quite a bit in 2016-2017 to my wonderful writer. Shout out to Grace. She's awesome. And uh, I started doing that mostly for clients, outsourcing some of that. But Grace has actually ghostwritten um, pretty much every single blog on my website. I would say every single blog in the last three years, she's ghostwritten. Um, so I started using her again to help with the writing. So she takes my ideas and transforms them into blog posts. So oftentimes she's taking a concept from a podcast and expounding upon it or taking a concept from a video or I'll write an outline for her and she's writing it. So a lot of the ideas and strategies and things are my own. For instance, I teach quite a bit in the Savvy Social School. Maybe one part of one lesson could be turned into a blog post. So she really helps me with that. It saves me time and it helps me still produce content on a fairly consistent basis. I at least get one blog post out there every single month, if not more than that. Okay, so the fourth thing that I simplified this year is... Um, in keeping in the vein with outsourcing, I outsourced more of my admin tasks. This one was so challenging for me because these tasks aren't directly related to money. So what I mean by that is things like um, 
having a podcast editor, um, doing some research for a client we already have, um, you know, uploading a blog post, uh, moderating our paid community. Like none of those things are directly connected to profit. So this one hurt a little bit at first, but what I found is that by outsourcing some of these admin tasks, I freed up my own CEO time. So now I have more time to conceptualize the business. I have more time to create content like this. I can be um, what the I can be the queen bee of the business. And I'm reading a book right now called Clockwork. Just tried to think of the author's name, Mike something. Um, I'll put the link in the show notes. Uh, but I'm reading this book and it's all about your role in the business. And so by figuring out what my role is in the business, I'm able to um, offload and outsource the tasks that I don't need to be doing. They're just taking up my time. And these tasks are very small. You guys might like uploading my podcast at, like after my editor gives it to me and uploading it to my website takes me probably about 30 minutes and then planning out some, some of the social posts probably takes me another 15 minutes. So let's round up and say it takes me an hour every single week. In the grand scheme of things, that's not that bad, but now I'm spending that hour talking to new clients, networking, uh, pitching new business, completing proposals. Those are the things that make the money, you guys. So I've got to kind of pay attention to those things. So I've outsourced some of those admin tasks frees up time for me and now I feel like a bit of a relief because I'm not the one messing around with those things. Okay next the next thing I simplified this year um, this one was a tough one um, I, again <laughs> but it made things so much easier is that I switched from WordPress to Teachable as the primary platform where the Savvy Social School is hosted. So I started working on the Savvy Social School in this iteration. So previous to this, Savvy Social School was a group of courses you can purchase individually. And about this time last year, I started um, switching to a membership model. And in that process, I was actually already on Teachable. I took the Membership Guys um, member site academy, and uh, they have this gorgeous platform, gorgeous website, and I wanted it. I wanted it to look exactly like that. And so that's what I did. They teach you how to build a membership site exactly like theirs, and that's what I did. And it's built on WordPress. And for those of you who know WordPress, the one thing that was like, annoying me the most was updating all those goddamn plugins. <laughs> I got so tired of updating plugins because it's almost like this symphony where if one instrument is out of tune, the whole song sounds bad. And so if you have a plugin that's not updated or it updates and it's not kind of in tune with everything else, it can break your website. And so I was spending time every month updating it. Now I loved the site, you guys. So this was a very tough decision. It was beautiful. Everything functioned great. I loved navigating it and looking at it. But a piece of feedback I was getting from members was that it was too confusing for what it was. They didn't know where to look for things. I knew because I set it up. I knew where everything was. But they were having a confusing experience. So I switched to Teachable because A, I was tired of updating plugins. B, my members were having a confusing experience. And then C, 
the forum. There was this beautiful community forum on the website. You could only access it on the website. And I think for the industry that I'm in, um, the I, I personally found it hard to update the forum. I'm on Facebook all day, every day. It's my job. It's what I do. And so I ended up switching to back to a Facebook group. Again, all of these changes are very hard, and they, these actually happened in the last 30 days. So I spent a year um, with the Savvy Social School as it is, and the past 30 days we just switched back to Teachable. And I'll put a link to Teachable in the show notes as well because it's a fantastic platform, not as flexible as WordPress. So you don't get all of the neat design features with WordPress, but I don't have to up and update anything. They handle all of the payment processing. They even handle paying out my affiliates. Um, so it's easier, not as customizable, but I don't care. I just, I'm so focused on the content. As long as the content there and it's banging, I'm happy. So yes, that was one way that I really simplified things this year. And I uh, challenge you to look at some of your kind of tools and systems that you use and figure out how you can simplify things. Okay, the next thing that I simplified this year is I stopped trying to do everything myself. And I mean this in the sense of learning. So a lot of my learning in the past, I don't know, um, five years, let's say since I started my business, I am like a Googler. I love to Google things. I love to watch YouTube videos, but that can only take you so Far. Okay, Googling can only take you so far. You're only going to get things on the surface and you're not going to get any help that's customized to you, your problems, your situation, your personality. So in the past year, I've really invested in programs that could help take me to the next level. But I don't just want a course, okay? I'm not interested in courses. I just don't have the time to go through a course by myself on my own time. I'm just not interested. So what I was specifically looking for was programs that had a community element or a one-on-one coaching element. I really wanted to have a shortcut to the next level. I want to be able to talk to somebody or a group of people who understand and who are eager to help and get advice specific to me. So I got as far as I could on my own, basically, and now I'm investing into other people. So some of those kind of other um, programs that I've invested into was the What Works Network. I've talked about it before here on the show, Uh, but just another shout out to Sarah Gentile and all of the amazing things she's doing over at the What Works Network. It is a community um, that is very powerful. I've gotten some amazing clients from that community, but also just being around business people who get it. Like they're not just wishy-washy. They're not just um, interested in learning things for free. Everyone's kind of leaning on each other for support, and it's such an amazing community. Also, shout out to Member Site Academy with the membership guys. Mike and Callie are fantastic, and I know I shot myself in the foot by trying to copy exactly their membership model. Didn't work for me, but a lot of the things that they taught in their academy really helps me understand how to build a membership program that's sustainable and that my members are interested in and um, that is still a great source of income for me. And so everything I learned about running, starting, growing a membership site, I learned from the membership guys. 
We also shout out to Kyla Roma and her business program. This is a program I was talking about earlier where I had all these clients and this team and I was really struggling to figure out how to make it all work. And with Kyla's help, I took her program again. There's a one-on-one element, which is why I picked her over everyone else because I needed one-to-one help. I don't need a course. I've been in business for five years. I don't need like the basics. I need someone who's an expert to come in with a magnifying glass and help me figure it out. And that's what she did. She helped me figure out that I don't want to have an agency model and I don't have to, which was, I don't know why, but mind blowing to me. She helped me figure out how to be profitable as a business. So how to maintain my um, six figure income business, which is different than six figures of top line revenue. Okay. (laughs) I need that money in my pocket. I'm not giving it away. Um, And so Kyla really helped me understand the exact numbers that I need to be looking at and how to make this sustainable. And she even helped me figure out how to balance things like working on my private clients, which is the majority of my business, and also working on the Savvy Social School. Okay, so there's a balance there that has to happen, and uh, she helped me figure out, figure that out. So highly recommend. And then the last one I'm going to shout out is one that I just started. So um, just a little like backstory. I used to do YouTube a lot. Some of you guys know this. I started my YouTube channel in 2007. I was just like random hodgepodge of videos blocking about my life. Um, you know, I went to YouTube conventions. I was, you know, filming myself way before it was cool. Um, like, you know, holding the camera up and talking to it. My friends thought I was insane. Um, so anyways, uh, that's how I met my husband too. There's a, my YouTube's in my past a lot, but in the past four years, I really haven't touched YouTube. Not really, like not as much as I should. Um, I've done a lot of live video, which I love on Facebook and that sort of thing. But uh, as far as YouTube, like a serious YouTube strategy, hadn't thought about it. And so I knew I wanted to take it to the next level this year. Um, I'm producing a lot of content this year and I wanted to add YouTube into the mix. And one of the people who I found was Sean Cannell. And so I stumbled across his video because I was looking for cameras and probably going to get a camera soon, like a not like a webcam, but like an actual new camera. Um, So I was watching a bunch of his videos and then he had his own membership site. So I joined out of curiosity, which I do sometimes just to see what other like people in the space are doing and loved it. Um, Love his community there. And so yeah, I'm in his membership program right now learning how to or relearning how to use YouTube as a strategy for my business. Now I say all of these things, like all of these programs, because Again, I'm really focused on taking things to the next level, not just for myself, though. I am taking things to the next level for my members and for my clients. So anything that I learn in the What Works Network with the membership guys, with Kyle Roma through Sean Cannell's program, every single thing that I learn through that is becoming infused into my own strategy and it helps my clients, it helps my students, it helps me run my business and It's just all upside. So I've really enjoyed being a part of some of these communities lately. Um, I I think there's going to be a huge shift actually online to more of these paid private communities, which can be a whole nother podcast. Um, But it's almost like you're taking the best parts of social media and putting it into kind of like a curated group. 
So let me know if you try out any of those programs or if you're interested, if you have any questions, I'd be happy to answer them. Um, those guys didn't pay me to say those things. I really, truly love their programs. Okay, so last thing here that I'm going to talk about in, in a way that I simplified my business and my life this year, and it's something I'm still working on, which is time blocking, time blocking. I started off the show saying that I used to think I was this free spirit. And I still am in some ways. And that's why time blocking is really a struggle for me. But I've tested it over and over again. And I am 10,000 times more productive when I take the time to time block. So what do I mean by time blocking? I'm essentially calendaring out, scheduling out my my time for the week, labeling every single hour on what I'm supposed to be working on, and following that as closely as possible. So Monday, for instance, I've got a team meeting from 10 to 11. Um, actually, let me start at the top. So Monday morning, I wake up at 7, I go for a walk for about an hour, I come back at 8 o'clock, I make coffee, I feed the dogs. Um, my dog Sterling's going through um, recovery right now from knee surgery, so I'll do his physio, give him his medication, um, take a shower, and I'm sitting at my desk by 9.30, drinking my coffee, answering emails. By 10 o'clock, I've got a meeting with Leanne on my team, and then with Fina, if I need a meeting with her, um, answering more emails. 12 o'clock is lunch. 1 o'clock, if I have meetings, that's meetings from 1 to 4. Or I, if I don't have meetings, and I know this ahead of time, usually at least 24 hours ahead of time, I'm blocking off that time. So from 1 to 2, I'm working on a strategy for a client. From 2 to 3, I'm checking in on all of my social media. From 3 to 4, I'm planning out uh, uh, training in the savvy social school that's like just a general idea of what time blocking is literally granular like blocking it out so detailed that it's I, I I don't have you know any wiggle room and so when I actually follow this my week goes amazingly like beautifully I'm finishing work on time if anything pops up I just move it to another time block so for instance if a client says oh we are going to be doing um, a sale for Father's Day here's all the assets I go okay I need to go through Father's Day assets uh, on Thursday because I've got an hour to do that okay so I'm literally like organizing my entire week like this. I'll be honest and say, I feel like I've done a full week like this maybe twice in the past year. <laughs> so definitely still a work in progress, but I, I do this as much as possible. And you guys have heard me talk about this before. When I talk about scheduling social media content, I usually do mine on Friday. So I'm scheduling out my content on Fridays for the next, so for the next week. This time makes me more productive. It's like I said, it's beautiful and you really got to be strict with it. So um, if you didn't plan for it, so if something pops up, it can go to the bottom of the list unless it's a true emergency. And I'll tell you this, I have to train my clients, my team, my, my husband on what a true emergency is because oftentimes it's not that big of a deal. It's not an emergency. A true emergency would be, um, you know, you you posted like let me let's say you have a sale and the post went out and the sale said 60% instead of 50 like okay and then you need to stop what you're doing and fix that a 
this what's not a true emergency is oh my gosh i just had an idea we should do this right now no 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 that's not a true emergency that goes to the bottom of the list okay so you got to be really strict with yourself you, and and also just give yourself a little bit of space for emergencies so i call this like email or social time if something pops up i can respond to it in that time i've got about 2 hours a day blocked off for that so i can be a little flexible overall I'm, I'm in the process of all of this, systemizing, simplifying, streamlining, and uh, it's a process, you guys. It is absolutely, I'm a work in progress, so I just wanted to share that progress with you. Um, I struggle with shiny object syndrome, like the best of us. We see a shiny thing, like, oh, today, I just was like, ooh, I should do a summit. What? <laughs> it came from nowhere, and I may do it at some point, but my brain instantly went like plan this for next month and it's like no 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 I need to push that further into the year if I do it at all because sometimes um and you guys are probably like this too we try to do all the things because we see other people doing them and rocking it I've had so many friends do summits lately I've been speaking in summits lately and so it looks glamorous it sounds wonderful but I know it's a really lot heavy load of work. Sorry, that sentence came out weird, but uh, it's a lot of work. And I'm not, I don't have the time right now because I've got everything planned out. So some of the things that I've learned is less is more. So you don't have to do all the things. And in fact, if you do less, like I have fewer clients and fewer team members, and actually my top line revenue is lower, but my take-home pay is higher, I'm happier, and I don't have to spend all day managing people. Um, Quality is better than quantity. So, um, you know, I'm spending time creating quality content. I'm spending time with quality clients, um, and it just feels really good. And space. Space is better than feeling crowded. Um, Give yourself space to breathe. One of the things that I like to do uh, is to give myself, I mentioned this earlier, CEO time. Um, So take an hour or two and just be like, let's think of things we need to think of, okay? Just free time, basically. Give your brain a break. Okay, the result of this, so to just highlight a few things, positive things that have happened since I've simplified everything, is that I've got podcast episodes mostly recorded through to the end of August. So I'm recording this now, it's um, May 25th, and I've got podcast episodes, actually I can check here, I've got podcast episodes recorded through to August 22nd. What? Mostly. Mostly recorded. So the interview portion of some of these are recorded. Any solo episodes I don't have recorded yet, but the interviews are recorded. I even have things planned. So uh, I'm going to be at Podcast Movement. So I've got uh, a slot in here that's like what I learned at Podcast Movement 2019. It's in my calendar. So I know that's coming up for after podcast movement. Crazy how far ahead I am. Shout out to two people for this. Travis. Travis is awesome over at Podcast Buddy. Um, He is my podcast producer slash editor and he helps me pump these things out. Also, shout out to Lainey Lamar, who taught me how to use Airtable. I'm going to link to her program, and she's got a freebie, actually, for the exact template that I use, Um, uh, but her program is Airtable Like a Boss, and I took it, and it was epic for getting organized. 
Okay, second thing that has is a result of simplifying things this year is I've got savvy social school trainings planned through August as well. And I'll probably start looking at the rest of the year in the next week or two. So I've got the um, trainings planned and most of them have outlines too. So every month we do a training in the school. This month's training, for instance, is how to launch your product service or podcast on social media. So we're talking all about launches. I have that already planned out. I just need to finalize the slides and then it's a live training. So then I go live and with my uh, members. I also have the Savvy Social School Done For You posts completed through to September, which is amazing. And I'm going to throw in a few more bonuses in there. But generally speaking, once a month, I'm creating content for the members. That means quotes, tips, questions, captions, Canva templates, you name it. It's probably in there. And every single month we release a new collection. So I have those pretty much planned out, um, actually pretty completed through to September. One of them needs a little tweaking. So I have my wonderful designer working on that. Um, and like I said, I may add in some more. Like we had a member this week specifically ask for some posts related to a financial industry. So tips and questions and things for um social media audiences who are following those in finance. Um, So we're going to work on those and those will be a bonus probably in the next month or two. So another result that's happened by simplifying things is I'm in a very comfortable spot in my business and it's taken about a year to get here. So I know this sounds like a lot, but this was like slowly adding and changing things over the past year. And I love my client load where I am right now. Um, If I need new clients, there's a pretty steady stream of referrals coming in. So I'm very happy with that. And I can like get comfortable here for a little bit. I can take a break. I don't have to be hustling so hard. Back in the day when I had 40 clients, I had to make sure that, um, and I had three full-time team members, I had to make sure that I was constantly bringing in new clients because if one client dropped off, that was like eating into my revenue. And it was, it was tough because I had so many people to pay. So now that I don't have as many (laughs) expenses, like team expenses, I'm very comfortable with where things are. Um, And now I can, you know, kind of support the Savvy Social School as well, because I've got like a a good system for the private client side. And the last result that kind of simplifying things over the past year has brought to my business is I've got an amazing support team. Got to take a moment to shout out Leanne, my all-star team member who's been with me for over three years. She's the only one, by the way, who's seen the evolution of everything. She was my first, well, I did have a team member before this, Maddie Osman. She is in the Savvy Social School and her podcast episode's coming up. Um, So we'll talk about that on the show. But she was like the first, first um, contractor we hired. But Leanne is my full-time team member. She's been with me for three years. She's seen it all. She was there before we were this organized. <laughs> so shout out to Leanne for being awesome and sticking with me this through all of the ups and downs. Um, and also to um, my newest team member, Fina, um, 
also Grace is a writer. Um, Brittany is one of the new writers on the team. Shout out to you. And shout out to Stephanie, my designer as well. Um, she creates a lot of the graphics you see in this school. My hope today is that I inspired you to focus on the things that work for you. What I've done here is not perfect by any means, but I feel like it's in a really amazing start to being more intentional. And if you want to get advice from professionals about a specific challenge that you're focusing on, just a quick tip to focus on one or two people that you trust. A lot of these changes happened because I reached out to specific individuals got their advice and implemented it. Whereas before I was Googling and Googling and getting dozens of people of advice, a lot of it contradictory. And I think that that's a dangerous rabbit hole to go down and it can be very confusing. So instead of going down that rabbit hole of what to do about whatever, find one or two experts in that specific vertical in that field and follow their advice. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Savvy Social Podcast. If you want a free course, check it out by going to onlinedray.com slash free. It's called the Savvy Social Success Framework and has everything you need to create a social media strategy that works for you. I'll see you there. Bye for now.